0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to another one of these. It is America's team. I'm Austin York. That's Dylan Reed. We are here after yet another Cowboys win. Took a little time off because Cowboys played on a Thursday night. They beat the Tennessee Titans, like we knew that they would. It was a little closer than we probably would have liked, but at the end of the day, they got the win, uh, 27 to 13, the final there. Uh, Cowboys weren't starting all of their main guys on defense. I don't know if there was really much to take from this game. Dylan, uh, did you did anything stand out from the Tennessee game at all to you?
2: Well, I mean, the complicated part about it is, yes, some Cowboys players didn't play. We didn't get to see a Tony Pollard. But then also, Tennessee, knowing their fate, knowing that that game didn't really mean anything to them, they didn't really play a lot of guys. So it's hard to take a lot away from this, really. But there are a few things that I would say stuck out to me, and I wanna get right down to one specific thing. So we've discussed in multiple episodes about Dak Prescott in kind of his interception conundrum, right? Yeah, yeah. More picks yeah, than you'd again, like. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I but and I know, but then I feel bad because every time this happens I feel like I'm just the just the blind Dak waving flag guy that says, Whoa, that one was a bobbled thing and this was a bobbled that. But I just wanted to say something that I've noticed in that game, and I've really been noticing it all year. This isn't the whole reason, and this is maybe a little bit too looking into it, but I've noticed that the Cowboys are running more comeback routes than I've ever seen them run. And I know that that sounds maybe a little irrelevant to Dak's interceptions, but you should know this. The comeback route is very prone to get intercepted. That's the kind of route where your receiver goes out, then obviously comes back to your quarterback. That's giving the cornerback the opportunity to make the same play on the ball as the wide receiver. And I, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but I swear to you, we've run this way more than we normally do. And we ran it about 18 times in that game.
1: Well, one of the things about those things is usually, usually the comeback routes, not on the sidelines. They're usually in the mm-hmm. middle of the field. You get to someone in the middle of the field, and we saw Peyton uh, Hendershot, when that ball tipped off of him, It where would it go? End up. We were talking about how many tipped interceptions this year for the Cowboys had there been that I was always led to believe growing up, if you got your hands on the ball as a receiver, you need to catch it. They have not done that extremely well for the Cowboys. And there have been six tips. Now, now Dak's thrown, what, 14 interceptions? That's a league lead. But... Six of those.
2: I mean, that Hendershot one is, I mean, yeah, he can't, that's, I mean, he can't get it to him better.
1: You could say that some of those are maybe bad passes, some of them. But at least three or four, maybe even five of those are just completely on the receiver. And again, we always want to make a big deal. The second pick that he threw in that game wasn't a very good pick. He yeah. was trying to make something happen. But I don't mind that aggressiveness. I, I like the next day that Harry or Harry, excuse me, Jerry comes on uh one oh five three the fan and says, i like that aggressiveness and that's not what's gonna beat us in the playoffs. Turnovers are not gonna beat us in the playoffs. Not like that, because Dak isn't making a lot of bad, I would say bad read interceptions or just this is just not a good decision yeah. here. Eli Manning interceptions.
2: Is yeah, what call he's them.
1: throwing Pretty high percentage passes that were maybe not thrown at the right time or was maybe a bad ball. But a lot of those are just knocked balls in the air. It, it just, it, it is, it, to me, it's almost incomprehensible how many of those have happened this season. And it, I don't think you can blame it all on Dak. And whatever the reason for it, they're still winning. I mean, he's thrown 14. They're scoring more points than anyone in football when he's starting their quarterback at quarterback and they're winning ball games. I would say to Cowboys fans, don't bitch. I don't know. Am I wrong?
2: No, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, we're still one of the best offenses in the NFL, despite losing a very quality receiver in Amari Cooper, despite having a really bad receiver separation rate outside of a, outside of C.D. Lamb. and I mean, I haven't checked this week, but as of last week, outside of C.D. Lamb, we were 32nd in wide receiver separation, so it's not like a lot of guys are giving Dak open looks. So, I mean, I think that it's not crazy to say this, this isn't Dak's fault, because it really isn't. He's actually still playing very well, and there's nothing wrong with being aggressive. You know, you stay aggressive, that aggressiveness leads to higher scores. Our point differential is plus 11. One of the best in the league. I mean, one of the best offenses, like I mentioned. It's just it, it's not a Dak thing. If you're looking to say, what's the problem? Give, give me the answer. I want to know why the Cowboys lost ABC game. It's really just not going to be Dak.
1: I, I, I look at this, and I don't think it's the offense's fault at all. And, and Dak, I don't think, has played his best year. Mm-hmm. I think he is playing better at the right time. But one of the things that you look at is he did come off an injury of a throwing hand, and he got well pretty quick. Again, the numbers are as stark as you can you can point them to; uh, they can be when it comes to Cooper Rush, and then it comes to Dak Prescott. You look at the receivers too, and I think that we, when people talk, well, they have all this talent around them. Okay, Ceedee Lamb, quality. Is Michael Gallup, uh, uh, let's be honest, when you look at Michael Gallup, he is not, he has had some very good moments, but as a number two guy, you look at all the receivers drafted from his class, he's a guy that has not had the numbers that they have, he's had some injuries, but he hasn't played extremely well this season, he's, he's struggled to get open. That's your number two guy. I mean, Dalton Schultz? I like what he is, but he's not a, a Travis Kelsey or or George Kittle. He's not going to to uh, get the safety to spread no. out and to follow him. He's not going to.
2: He's
0: not even a Darren Waller at
1: all. Yeah, not a Darren Waller. He's a very in the in the same vein as a Jason Witten towards the end of his career was. Uh, the other guys they have. I guess, nice uh, potential, but we haven't seen anything that is just earth-shattering from those guys yet. So you're telling me, now I know Tony Pollard, to me, is a special guy. I've said this before on this. I think he's a poor man's Christian McCaffrey. Nothing wrong Uh, with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, everyone's talking about how washed he is. I think he's actually had a a pretty good year for what he's been. Yeah, one of the better ones. But Dak has clearly not had the best line that he has had. It's been rife with injuries and they've had to switch people at different positions. So they still are scoring more than anyone in the league yeah. They're averaging thirty one points right now in football and people want to blame it all on Dak and bad pick. I, I just don't know at what point do you give this guy any credit.
2: I mean, and that's that's kind of the problem with the whole sports talk space, right? You yeah. you play for the Cowboys you have the star on your helmet. We've all heard this before. You're the starting quarterback and all the criticism. I mean, you know, networks put their shows together based off of, okay, how much can we discuss the Cowboys? That's the lead usually. Yeah, like. exactly. And so Dak throws one bad pass and it's, okay, well we're all going to watch this on replay about 20 times. Where we're going yeah, 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 to bring on a bunch of Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to bring out a bunch of former players that are going to say he's this and he's that, but no. Dak's a fantastic quarterback. I mean, truthfully, not the best year, but overall, can Dak take you to the Super Bowl? we said this multiple times. I mean, obviously. Obviously. I think you
1: have to look at, at a couple of things here, and I, I was going to ask this of you, the next big question, a good segue to it. We'll put the Tennessee Titans game behind us. The Cowboys, whether you be, want to believe it or not, have 12 wins in the year. That's the second time straight that they have won, or the first time that they've won 12 games consecutively since the 93, 94 Cowboys, basically the Super Bowl Cowboys yeah. of the early 90s.
2: Since I was essentially a two-year-old. Yeah, you so were it's two been a while old when that
1: happened. Exactly. And those teams won a Super Bowl. I remember them pretty well. But they won the Super Bowl. They were 12-win teams and one of the more dominant teams. We haven't had two straight 12-win seasons since then. But has anyone gotten any credit on this team for that at all? No, No one seems to give any credit to Mike McCarthy for doing that. No, it's not him. People say he'll still get.
2: Yeah, people are telling. I mean, I get, I get this all the time outside of work. So are they going to fire Mike McCarthy when he loses in the playoffs? It's just the amount of just completely. I mean, I'm sorry. The amount of disrespect that Mike McCarthy gets to me is it's it's incredible. It's it's kind of ridiculous. People are telling me, well, I'm I'm ready for him to get fired so we can bring in Sean Payton. I'm like. 12 back-to-back 12 win seasons have not happened in my lifetime.
1: Well, look at this. Look at Matt LaFleur up there in Green Bay. Yes, they've won, what, three straight years or 13 Mm -hmm. 13 wins? That's nice. Everyone seems to call him a genius. Yeah. But what has he done so much more and above than Mike McCarthy here? He's had Aaron Rodgers most of those times. Here, we had four or five games where you didn't have your starting quarterback and you went four and one in those games. It's just, then you go to Dak Prescott. Is it Dak Prescott? No, nobody wants to give him any credit for those. He's not that good. He can't win in the, in the playoffs. He, he's just a, a stat guy. Is it Jerry Jones? Putting, no, it can't be Jerry Jones. The GM. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look at all these years that he hasn't won a Super Bowl. So, how basically, according to a lot of people, Cowboys just dumbass luck their way into 12 it's,
2: wins. It's, yeah, just fell bass backwards into back-to-back 12-win seasons. I don't understand that.
1: It, it is absolutely amazing to me. I think it, it, it's about time that Cowboys fans, they use these same metrics for other teams, by the way. They, they judge other teams by wins. And whoever the coach was of those teams gets those wins. Uh, you look at the quarterbacks. It, it's truly different here in Dallas. I understand. I am going to be just as nervous as you come playoff time because of recent past failures. Yes, that's going to come up. But I am going to stop and give the Cowboys credit, Dak Prescott credit, Mike McCarthy credit for what they've done so far.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's amazing that you, know, you look around our sports landscape and Everyone just wants to dog the Cowboys, and they're all Cowboys fans. I mean, really, the most critical people of the Cowboys actually tend to be Cowboys fans. It's a very yeah, it's and, a very unique dynamic, yeah, that's it's, for sure. It's really strange because, I mean, I've never really seen another sports-like supporter group like the Cowboys fan that expects a, essentially expects a Super Bowl every year. If you don't give them that, well, then that was a terrible season. And all they'll do is harken back to— Roger Stahl back and Troy Aikman. Look, I love Troy. I, I mean, I know him more as a broadcaster than a player, but I respect his greatness. He's one of the best Cowboys quarterbacks ever. Great, uh, great quarterback, fantastic broadcaster. Love Troy Aikman. But a lot of people get caught up in the fantasy of the Dallas Cowboys' five Super Bowls, and they've got to remember that was done in a different era. And I'm not talking about the game was played differently. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the salary cap. The Cowboys are in a league with 32 other teams that are all allowed to spend the same amount of money. Yeah. That has changed NFL dramatically. For
1: the better in my point, because yeah. there's parity. And
2: I, and I teams totally teams like agree. like
1: Jacksonville on the verge of the playoffs after mm-hmm. getting the first pick a couple of years ago.
2: I mean, I, and I think it's created tons of parity, and there's really only been one team that's been able to still be a dynasty through that, and that's the Patriots, and yeah. that's why, I mean, I think deservedly so They're they're considered the greatest NFL franchise. But look, don't don't look back and say, "Well, this is the problem." Tony Romo and Dak Prescott just suck, and Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach were just, you know, football gods. Look, it was a lot easier back in the day when Jerry Jones wanted somebody, he just went and got him, spent as much as he wants. This is a different league and has been for a very long time, and we've got a coach here who's actually won a Super Bowl and has 24 wins over two years. I just, and not, and, and not just that. We still have a really good offense, like I said, despite losing one of the better receivers in the NFL. Yeah, it is,
1: it is amazing to me. Now, yes, there have been times when you break down Dak and you could say, yeah, he could have done this, he could have done that. But so could everybody. Yeah. You look at an MVP candidate and Josh Allen, he's thrown, what, 13, 14 picks this season. Aggressiveness oftentimes gets you where you need to go. I would rather a guy be aggressive, swing for the fences, than a guy that says, well, darn it, I should have taken that shot. At least we know. At least you Mm -hmm. go down swinging. Now, with that being said, we've got to look at the playoffs. And and we'll spend a little time before uh, we jump on this uh, Washington game. But we do have some very interesting scenarios for the Cowboys. And the most likely one is the NFC East title. We won't go to the number 1 seed because that's got a lot of stuff, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But... It's a very simple equation here for the Cowboys to win the NFC East, which was a pipe dream a couple of weeks ago by the way. Let's let's bring that up. To win the NFC East, they got to beat the Washington Commanders this weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles got to lose to the Giants. If the Cowboys win their game and the Eagles win their game, they're going to be the number 5 seed, and that guarantees them a trip down south to Tampa, yeah, Tampa. to take on The Buccaneers, and we all know who the quarterback is there. If they win the division, the NFC East, and the Eagles lose, that would mean that they're most likely going to host a game with none other, most likely, than Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) I know that's a really—both those teams— on paper, don't really scare me a whole hell of a lot. It's just the quarterbacks. It's the quarterbacks. It's just the quarterbacks. We've had some interesting uh, history with both of those guys, specifically Aaron Rodgers. If you had to choose one,
2: who are you going to play? It's a tough one, but if I had to choose, I would go for Green Bay. And the reason I say that is this. It's at because home. You get that Yeah, that's, that's one thing that really sticks out to me. But another thing that sticks out to me is that I think both teams – aren't as good as the Cowboys, first off. I do think the Cowboys are better than both. But I think that Tampa Bay is still more of an offensive threat. I mean, I'm not going to say that Aaron Rodgers isn't great. That's not what I'm implying at all. But what I'm implying is who the heck is going to score all these touchdowns on us. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel about it. Tampa Bay still has a decent offense. They still have multiple receivers like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin that scare me. And to be honest, like Alan Lazard and the gang, like, I'm just not that scared— of the Packers' offense still, despite what they did to us earlier this year.
1: I would say I am going to take the different route. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I know Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and that scares me. But that uh, running team that ran all over us at the beginning of the year is not there anymore. I look at Tom Brady, and I've seen him in a lot of games this year because it's Tom Brady. They, They televise every one of them practically. He looks horrible. Mm -hmm. That game last weekend against the Carolina Panthers was an anomaly. I mean, he he looked like he was born again. I don't see that happening again. Uh, I think that if you can shut down Mike Evans, you really do open up a lot of things. I just don't see Tom Brady being able to get that team past the Cowboys, especially that pass rush if we get some of our guys back like Hankins and, and Leighton Van Der Esch and you start shoring up that defense a little bit. I do think that would force them to run a little bit. I'm not scared of Leonard Fournette at this point. I'm not scared of uh, Rashad White, I think is the other guy that got over there. Then you're going to force Tom Brady to throw. I know this is crazy, but at 45, I'm not really afraid of Tom Brady throwing the ball anymore. So I'd go with Tampa. I know it would be on the road, but i go with Tampa. Now, before any of this happens— Cowboys have to beat Washington. Have to play Washington this weekend. Washington announced that they're going to be starting a rookie quarterback, Sam Howell, who I don't really know much about. Uh, but what worries me with rookies is kind of that you, you don't know what you're going to get, like that box of chocolates. I mean, it's yeah, could be good. A, a guy could be running, be a great run option guy, and uh, maybe he starts getting hot and hitting guys. Are you worried about the Commanders here and, and Sam Howe?
2: You know, I'm not, and it's, and it's not just because I'm not worried about a rookie fifth-round pick. The Commanders, to me, seem to have totally shot the wheels off of themselves over the last couple of weeks. They, you know, seem to have gotten right with uh, Tyler, with Taylor Heineke, right? They seem to have been on the right track with him. Then out of the blue... They start Carson Wentz in a game last week, in a game that they needed to win to still have a hope in the playoffs. And like Carson Wentz does, he threw the ball to the other team a lot because Carson Wentz, in my opinion, is a very bad quarterback. I think Tyler Heineke is significantly better. And those kind of choices like that make me not worry about them as an organization. Maybe somehow comes out and surprises me. I don't know. And it's it's the commanders, right? So they hate us. So it's not like they're gonna, not going to want to come after us and stuff, but with an organization that's that dysfunctional at this late in the season, I'm just not afraid of them. When you're going to go out there and bench a guy who almost led you to the playoffs for, I'm sorry, for Carson Wentz, I, we saw this the week before in Tennessee. They didn't have anything to play
1: for. They started Josh Dobbs, uh, and Josh Dobbs played admirably, I thought, at times. But again, he couple was of good a good guy. Throws. That had not started anything uh, that year. He maybe a couple of years prior, but there's not a lot of tape on Josh Dobbs. I think he was with Cleveland before that. There's not a lot of tape on Sam Howell other than college and preseason stuff, which I I heard he looked good. Maybe I'm a little bit more concerned about Howell than uh, Dobbs, but at the same time, it is a rookie. Yep. And I don't think he's got a lot around him that's great right now. Uh, there are some pieces. But I don't think his line is protecting him particularly well, which has caused Heineke and and, and Carson Wentz to make some interesting decisions. So I think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, it's a seven-point spread. I think they could probably cover that. I wouldn't yes. have a problem laying the points. So they win the game. Then it's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants. That game you really don't know. Is Hurts going to play? Is he not going to play? And it's Are all the, about that. Yeah, and Giants— They don't have anything. They can't move up or down. But the last time the Giants were in a position kind of like this, I remember the New England Patriots were undefeated, and the Giants had Eli Manning, and they didn't have anything to lose or or gain, and so they started their starters and went at them. So maybe the Giants do the same here. I don't really know, but I I definitely think for the Cowboys, this is a game you want to win. I just think going into the playoffs – you want to have a win streak. You want to be playing your best. And this isn't a game that you just lay down and just let them run all over you. So I do think the Cowboys are going to go with everything that they have.
2: Yeah, no, this is a this is not just a get right game and be ready for the playoffs. This is a boost your confidence game, right? This is the chance for Micah to go, go out there and get a sack, for Diggs to go out there and get a pick. Let the guys go out there and shine. And the right thing to do for the Cowboys is you go out there, you take care of business, and you're starting – Super rush in the fourth quarter to keep to keep everybody healthy. All that's right. what we want.
1: I hope that's exactly what happens. Next week, we're going to take a look at the Cowboys playoffs. We will know who they're going to play, and we'll know kind of the road that they're going to take if they do are to get to the Super Bowl and win that elusive Lombardi trophy. Until then, have a good one. I'm Austin York. He's Dylan Reed, America's team.